Hey, good morning, Supergluer, and welcome back to the Superglue podcast. If you are like me, you are the superglue to so many. You are holding it all together and you're carrying a heavy load. Hey, we're here to draw on our sources of strength, put a little balance back in our lives and take a breather. Our mission is to get real, share a morning prayer and gear up for a kick-ass day. So, hey, I am over the moon excited to talk to you about this topic. What do you fear? Oh my gosh. Okay. A million angles. I want to take this one from, but I'll start with where this began for me. I am so fortunate. I was able to attend a conference recently. And if you're in the education world, you may have heard of ASCD and they have a great publication, Education Leadership Magazine, and they they're a, just a, an amazing, amazing organization of professional development. And I'm super excited to be a part of the organization. I'm a new faculty member. That means I get to go out and, and do a bunch of trainings. And it just, I don't know, I feel super, super grateful, overwhelmed, excited, all of the feels. I want to say before we jump into this topic, because it's related to the topic, that going to the conference gave me a new spark. And I'll talk about that today as we address fear. And I want to kind of talk a little bit about how fear bubbles up and how we often don't really realize what we're afraid of is deep rooted into something else. So simultaneously, while that's all happening in the background, I also had this beautiful opportunity to go prom dress shopping with Caitlin And uh, that meant that the girls and I were in the car, Danielle's home for spring break. So we were all together and we listened to these um, really cool videos by Michael or excuse me, by Matthew Kelly. Uh, He's a a preacher, priest and puts out these videos during Lent. And one of them was around fear. And so we listened to it. It's like a three minute little thing. I'll put it in the show notes or a link uh, if you want to listen in. But anyway. And so I said, okay, girls, let's like, you know, let's talk about it. What are some of your fears? What are the things that you fear? And uh, Caitlin shared that hers was not being in the same shape that she was before, because, you know, as an athlete coming out of the field hockey season, and then she ended up actually with shin splints. So she took some time off before getting into track and she's back into track and definitely struggling a little bit because the shins aren't healing quite as quickly as we had hoped. And So, so we talked about that, you know, how she had such a high season and like the best season you could ever imagine you guys. Oh my gosh. She ended up, I think I might've shared, she was offensive player of the year and like all this stuff, but you have to remember um, that that came after years and years and years of struggles and tears and not feeling like good enough and not thinking she would even make the team and really not having the skills. And she worked so hard to develop her skills. So I think she said, yeah, I sort of fear like now what, you know, and I sort of fear if I lose that ability and which is interesting. And when we dug deep into that, she realized that, you know, she's going off to college. She's not really looking to be uh, an athlete anymore. I mean, she wants to play sports in college for fun. So that was a fun one to press into. Danielle talked about fear of not getting it all done. And I think, you know, she puts a lot of pressure on herself to always have a million things going on. And she always has a lot of deadlines with school. And so we talked about that fear. And then y'all, I'm going to share mine and then I'm going to use it as an example, maybe to help in some way. And 
Oh my gosh, it's an embarrassing one, but I think that most women can relate to it and probably men too. And this week, we're going to be doing a little series on aging gracefully and continuing to find your spark even as we age. So I shared with my girls that I have this fear of gaining weight, which is so ridiculous. Oh my gosh. If you don't know me, I am not... Oh, I mean, I'm very, very healthy. There would be no reason to even be focusing on weight. Um, I find that, you know, at this point in my life, so much of my body image has been things I've things I've had to really work through. I grew up in the dance world where there was always like the pressure to be a certain size, and I never was. I'm very short, and you know, just whatever. And but then I was like, you know, and the girls started talking about images and, and you know, where that comes from. And, and I said, you know what, honestly, that's really not it for me anymore. I'm not trying to keep up with a particular image at my age. And we started to get into aging. So as I was pressing in to what this is all about for me, I realized that it wasn't what it used to be. When I was younger, it used to be being a certain weight to kind of fit in or, to be like, you know, the, I don't know, the certain status or what you saw in the magazines or whatever. And it's not that for me. I think as I age, I realize after this long twisted conversation and we pressed into it, and I mean pressed in, like, what does it mean that I have that fear sometimes? For me, I realize that I'm in this place in my life where what I really fear is losing my spark. And so if I'm not exercising and eating healthy and I'm kind of letting myself, you know, just, I don't want to say letting myself go, like I'm making a judgment towards people who choose to eat differently than me and choose to exercise differently than me, because it's not about judging anyone else. This is my own internal battle. But for me, it's about like a little spark is almost lost. And then it got even deeper, y'all. Oh my gosh. So I love this quote, life will bring you people and circumstances to reveal where you're not yet free. Ah, life will bring you people and circumstances to reveal where you're not yet free. And that quote actually comes from Michael Jr. He's a really fun comedian, Christian comedian. Anyway, what that meant for me in this moment is that I have not fully embraced my new life, my new choice to, to walk away from my career and the principalship that I did love, although it was super hard. I loved it. And there was a lot of joy in it. It always made me have a spark. I always had a spark. So I think that in this weird, if you are following me, oh, God bless you, because I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense, but it makes sense in my head. In this weird, twisted way, I was using my body as the gauge of my spark, right? And I think that was because after leaving my job, that was so intense and so beautiful and I did love it, but it was so hard and so much trauma that our students experienced, which means that I held on to it for a very long time. I didn't have my spark quite where I knew it could be, if that makes sense. And so I was using my body as a way to really mask or cover up the fear. Like I've got to exercise. If I exercise a certain number of days and I eat a certain way, then I've got, then I'm proving to myself that I've got my spark. And I don't know if that makes any sense to you, 
But what it meant for me was I wasn't digging to the root, which my spark in life really is about encouraging people and speaking and and telling stories that hopefully are inspirational. But I was not yet ready to talk about Gaithersburg and all of that beautiful work and the beautiful story of that school until I went to this conference. So my spark was reborn by going to this conference and being around a ton of educators and then really seeing the amazing work that we did at Gaithersburg and going, oh my gosh, I have to talk about this. I have to talk about it. And so anyway, this is a long convoluted way to say when we have fear, sometimes we are covering something up and we're fearing one thing, but not realizing that it's about something else. Life will bring you people and circumstances to reveal where you're not yet free. And I feel a little more free this morning, I guess, in saying that, oh my goodness, peace does not come from changing your circumstances, but from changing you. And that's what I needed to really recognize is that peace does not come from changing your circumstances. I didn't find instant peace. I mean, I felt freedom and like a lift when I was no longer principal. But from changing that circumstance, that wasn't enough. I had to work on me and I had to understand what it was that I was fearing. And I have been fearing getting too involved again because that fear of that, that just getting so overwhelmed again and getting so deeply involved in something in the way that I was, I was like, I've been protecting myself. So I am super excited to share that I have a newfound spark. I'm looking forward to sharing the great work that we did at Gaithersburg. I'm going to definitely be doing some work with ASCD to do that and to get the Gaithersburg story out there. And I'm just so excited about it and more to come on that. What a long, twisted, windy road to get us to this understanding that peace does not come from changing your circumstances. Peace comes from changing you. So when you get that yucky uck feeling, when this is what had started it for me, I have been (laughs) eating my way through the city of Charleston. (laughs) I was kidding. It was awesome. We went to Charleston and I just ate super unhealthy, which was fine. I think that's great to do. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And we literally did eat our way through the city. And I was just kind of off track, if that makes sense, with my eating and my healthiness, which made me feel fear, which made me think that I was fearing gaining weight. And when my pants were tight, I was thinking that everything was about the tight pants, but it wasn't at all about my tight pants. It was about my spark and that I needed to find my spark again. And the Lord says in Isaiah 41, 10, fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Do you know that fear and fear not has been talked about in the Bible with the Old and New Testament? I think I heard it was over a thousand times. I think in the New Testament, it's like, 365 times or something. I'm not a biblical scholar by any means. I hear these things and just repeat them because they're so valuable. Second Timothy first seven says, for God gave us a spirit, not fear, but power and love and self-control. And super gluers, my challenge to you is to dig a little 
deeper, press in. I love what Michael Jr., who is a comedian that I got to hear at the conference actually talks about when he talks about pressing in, he says, write down the thing that's bothering you and then really go deeper to what it is that it's all of. What is it really about? And keep asking. And why is it about that? And then what about that? And what about it? And keep going deep until you get to the root because what's bubbling at the surface is not what it's about. And I'll say it again, peace does not come from changing your circumstances. Peace comes from changing you and life will bring you people and circumstances to reveal where you are not yet free. Let's get ready for our morning prayer. Father God, thank you so much for wisdom. Give us the grace to discern your wisdom. Help us to work through all the superficial crap, like when our pants are tight and we get annoyed by that. What is it that is really at the root of our fear? Lord, help us to not have fear, but rather to let our sparks be relit. Light our spark to ignite the world, to do great things in the world, even if it is calling an old friend and lifting them up. If it is rebuilding a relationship that you know needs a little spark and putting time and attention into that or standing on a stage and telling a beautiful story of a beautiful place that you love so much, whatever it is, Lord, that you have for each of us. Help us to get our spark back. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Super Glorious, get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye!